You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Thursday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. And the reason I say that is because yesterday I tried to speak to Wayne McCurry and he tried to speak to me, but a giant thunderstorm in his area in the north of Johannesburg um, intervened. So we have reconvened today. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FMB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. And Wayne, the one thing I'm looking at today is the rising commodity prices and the rise in the rand. It doesn't matter how people say, well, South Africa must rely less on commodities and diversify its economy and that sort of thing, which is which is the correct sentiment, of course. We are still a commodity currency, aren't we? Yes, we're a commodity currency and a commodity country. And sometimes that's wonderful and sometimes it's awful. But over the years, I mean, you know, considering the depreciation in the rand, and commodity prices in general have gone up over time. It's actually been to our benefit, and maybe even no more so than now with the whole lockdown and COVID and everything like that, because if we didn't have this additional uh, revenue coming in from the mining companies and from taxation in general, we would be in a far, far worse situation, quite frankly. Yes, and of course, we know the cyclicality of commodities. So at some stage, they are going to turn down. Yes. But there was, a, there was a brief turn down, of course. But on the other hand, they've, yeah. picked, they've picked themselves up, dusted themselves off, and off they go again. So would you consider this yeah. to be a commodity super cycle? Well, I, I don't like that term mm. per se. Okay. I, I think that lots of people got cleaned out on the commodity super cycle up until 2008 and then it all disappeared but over time over time commodities have gone up roughly in dollar terms by inflation but that's not that's not a super cycle per se so i mean i've spent a lot of time studying the commodity cycle to be honest and uh, i i don't i just don't i think it's just all heavily cyclical yeah, it is. And also there's the commodities and there's commodities. I mean, you've got the energy sector, you've yeah. got the soft commodity sector, the grains, all sorts of, you've got yes, that's, meats. That's, and, 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 and the yeah, ones soft that, commodities and the agricultural commodities are not true commodities because there you can, in a relatively short space of time, alter supply quite dramatically. Yeah, yes, you can. Okay, but anyway, the ones that South Africa dig out the ground and send overseas are doing very, very well at the moment. For example, coal, yes, in the, a, a year on year, up 180%, Wayne, which is a massive, massive move. And so it goes on. Iron ore, although it's come way back uh, from yeah. its highs, is still, you still look at a company like uh, Kumba Iron yeah. Ore, which probably digs it out the ground at uh, $20 a tonne. It's now, what is it? I don't even know what it is anymore, but it's way well, it's north of 100 $100. Yeah, it's more than yeah. 100 Because look, I mean, I mean, Kumba, you know, as, as we well know, Anglo-American wanted to sell Kumba because they didn't think it was core to their business yes. in the commodity down cycle in 2015, where the guys massively overcapitalized on new production. Now, that's the one thing that's different about this particular cycle, is that there's no new production coming on stream because no one's invested CapEx. You know, they haven't put the CapEx in. Mm-hmm. And as a consequence of that, there's not uh, a fall off in supply, but there's certainly no new wall of supply coming to the market. And that's why I've seen in a reasonable demand situation that the prices after the little bit of weakness we saw at the end of last year, that the prices have recovered 
quite nicely. You know, and so I think we can look forward to, you know, unless there's an economic catastrophe somehow, I think we can quite look forward to uh, a reasonable commodity environment for a number of years, as long as the economy stands up, because there is no huge um, surge in uh, supply coming on stream. So if demand holds, I think we'll be okay. Let's hope so. And let's hope so. Let's hope this is a, a, not a super cycle, but the next leg up in an up cycle. Let's just put it that way, shall yeah. we? Okay. A couple of companies that have caught my eye. Uh, one came out this afternoon with results. I don't know if you had a chance to have a look at them, but they were tr that's Trueworths. And Trueworths and the banks, uh, and the Trueworths, excuse me, and other retailers and the banks have been doing very nicely um yes and and they truest is a south african stock let, let, let's face it uh, so that was one and the other one was grindrod shipping and both of those share prices have gone up over seven percent today and my yes. grindrod shipping story is very simple in november after years of procrastinating i decided to send all my personal effects back from cape town or from cape town to uh, the netherlands in something yeah. called in in, in, a, in a cube it's not a lot of stuff it's a, a couple of bits and pieces a couple of sticks of furniture and some other things so I, I, they, this this company sticks it in a, a cube and the cube goes on a container but i ordered this in early november i think it was it takes yeah. 10 days to get from cape town to rotterdam the ship yeah that's the, quite efficient it is yes but you know what wayne it still hasn't arrived so that's november uh, okay. december january uh february so it's but by the yeah, time so it gets not here, so efficient no well, it's not it's not that it's not efficient it's just that there wasn't the capacity to get there um okay. the, it couldn't get on a ship uh, but the ship is now okay. the ship is is in the channel where it's in the in the north sea it's been sitting there for five days waiting to get into the port of rotterdam because okay. the queues of ships to get in is jump? enormous and its slot isn't until i think um saturday morning or something yeah. So that'll be six days yeah. it's been sitting, floating around. Extraordinary stories. Yeah. So what do you think yeah. of Grindrod Shipping? Look, I tried to read their financials there, but they didn't give comparatives. I, I, I didn't quite follow it trying to go through what they were talking about, to be honest. But uh, obviously the market liked it, and, and the environment would be good because of all the, the, the shortfalls, Etc. The, the 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 supply bottlenecks, etc. You know the the market should be quite good for it. But I do know that the Baltic Dry Index mm. has come off quite a quite a bit just recently. Yes. So I'm not sure where that sits with uh, with Grinrod. But generally speaking, I'm not a big fan of the sort of shipping business because it is heavily heavily cyclical. Yes. You know, and it's subject to many, many factors uh, that management per se haven't got that much control of. So it's, it is more or less a, co a commodity type company. You know, so I'm not, I'm not overly keen. You know, I don't dislike commodity companies, but you got to get the call right on them. You know, you get, you get the call wrong on them. You know, you are in, in deep, in deep trouble. 
Wayne. And, and of course, there is a, a, a inextricable link between commodities and shipping because commodities have yes. to go on ships. So if, sh- if commodities are doing well and there's demand for commodities, then the shipping companies will do well. And I know that there's long, yes. long-term contracts in place and all that sort of thing. And so yeah. cyclicality is sort of evened out a little bit. But nonetheless, if yeah. commodities go down, Grindrod shipping is going to go down. So that's probably why it's doing so well, I would have thought. What yeah. about retailers? You like banks, and we spoke about that very briefly yesterday. Yes. Uh, do you do you put retailers in the same sort of camp as banks? In other words, a domestic South African play? Yes, they definitely are. But the, both the banks and the retailers, even though I don't think it's time to sell yet, they're both getting a little bit expensive. Eh? Mm. They're not the screaming bargains they were in a, literally a couple of months ago or, or, or a year ago. They've gone up strongly in a relatively short space of time. But the results are, the results are good and are going to continue to be good, to be honest. And it's, it's, a, it's a very strong environment that, that they find themselves in despite just you know just d- d- despite all the negatives we have on South Africa that they're actually doing reasonably well okay and uh, if you if you broke down the if you broke down the retailers I don't want you to go for company specific would you go for groceries or would you go for clothing or furniture what would you prefer? I would go for, I would go for general general clothing mm. furniture you know when you when you look at uh, a couple of results that that have that have come out, uh, um, they've actually been reasonably reasonably good. But you know, when you watch uh, when 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 you watch um, the sort of aftermath of the big splurge in snacks, for example, and in furniture and in home renovations, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you know, the the actual peak might have come out of that cycle a little bit. So I'm not so keen on. On, on, on furniture, um, but I do like just the general retailers. Uh, I think there's still a little bit to go on the share prices, but understand clearly the easy money has definitively been made on that. Okay, but still, uh, not not a sell yet, but but certainly maybe no, I don't think so, no. you you mustn't you mustn't be accumulating too much at these levels, given no, I wouldn't, where I wouldn't they've be come from. Too much at this level. No, exactly. And finally, Wayne, on the on the markets front, anyway, do you look at the Ukraine and Russia situation and NATO and, and the West uh, with an indulgent eye, just as something out of the corner of your eye on television? Or do you say to yourself, I've got to be a little bit careful here because this could go on for, a, for nah, a long time? It could go on forever, but it's not a market-moving event in the longer term. Hmm. You know, unless it descends into a world war or they start throwing nuclear bombs at each other. It's, it's not, I mean, even look at 9-11, look at the, both the Gulf Wars, look at the invasion of Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, those were proper political events, but the effect in the market was negligible, to be honest. Yeah, there was a knee-jerk reaction, of course, and and then everyone yeah. said, "Well, you know, the, the Afghanistan is, is not going to affect Amazon or Netflix or anything like that." Yes, um, and, and and that's what the drivers of the market or have been over the last Correct, um, yeah. a few years. Okay, so we don't worry about that. Now we have to briefly talk about food, Wayne, because 
You'll be pleased to know that uh, my frugal February sort of fizzled out this week a bit. Oh, I'm really happy to hear that. I had, um, I had an event that needed to be celebrated. So I, um, I don't know if you've heard of an American a chef, a woman. She was a pioneer, a television chef, actually. Her name was um, Julia Child. And there was a film with her, uh, and, and she was played by Meryl Streep. She's a very, very tall woman. And she went to France with her diplomat husband and was a little bit bored and decided to start cooking... Uh, French food, taking a French food uh, cooking okay. course. And um, she became expert in that. And she does this very, very intricate beef bourguignon. Now, I know you like beef wellington, but I like yes. I like beef bourguignon. And it, it involves a very sort of uh, beautiful cubes of beef and, and uh, baby onions and, and carrots and bay leaves and, and thyme and rosemary and all that sort of thing. And uh, but it, it takes about twenty four hours to, to make, most of which sure. it involves the the red wine and the meat uh, marinating together. Um, and what happens at the at the end of the end of the day is you get this very thick, dense red wine based um, gravy with with buttery cubes of fine beef Wayne, and then you have uh, some lovely potatoes on the side and and a, and a big handful of uh, green beans and stuff and i ate this thing and i had a smile on my face and i thought of you briefly very briefly i must say but uh, it was no, it so delicious, delicious. it is very delicious beef bourguignon I'll send, I'll send you the recipe have you have you done anything since we last spoke Nothing terribly exciting except last night from my favorite new supply shop, the Country Kitchen in Morningside. Oh, yes. I bought steak and ale pies. Oh, nice. And they were lovely. They were nice, big. They're very fluffy, crispy pastry. Steak and ale pies. And then I got some Woolworths gravy and I heated that up and added some some beer into the gravy. Mm -hmm. And the whole lot together was just quite frankly, delicious. Yes, you know, they, they, they do so that. Very too. simple, very simple, but absolutely delicious. Yes, whenever I travel to Ireland, they give you a steak and Guinness pie, which is... Steak and Guinness pie, yeah. Yeah, which is absolutely delicious. Anyway, okay, so that's our meat moment out the way. Wayne, um, I know you're very busy with um, with your cars and your trailers and things, so I'm going to let you go, but thanks very much for your time, and okay, um, we'll speak again next Wednesday. That's Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.